What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, where for over 250 episodes, we've been your home for all things Amazon PPC, advertising, tips, tricks, and optimizations to make your Amazon advertising life a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Um, six months ago, I recorded an episode uh, talking about ChatGPT and how we can use it for Amazon. Six months have gone by. It is like a lifetime. Um, so we're going to revisit that topic and talk about three workflows that have remained, risen to the cream of the crop, uh, to still use today in your Amazon marketing adventure. So let's grow some campaigns. You can get all of our episodes uh, organized, categorized at links in the description. We also have a nice prompt library freebie in the description, which you should get to have a good one. And let's jump in. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits. Set placements too. Now bad mistakes. I've made a few. I've had my share of brand keywords, but I've got through. We are the people in my friend. Coming in all the way from beautiful, idyllic Europe and probably drinking delicious espresso as I drink my disgusting American drip coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Clement. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm sure coffee's good, but you're welcome to come here and share one with me. I, I want to say I saw a video recently of like a European making a video of like how to be how to be a day in the life of an American and <laughs> they were pouring hot water over <laughs> dirt into like to make and they're like I have to make my coffee mm, it tastes so good yeah um, I'm going to McDonald's and just uh, eating that <laughs> every day <laughs> yes I think we're going to start we're going to start day uh, war <laughs> so we better stop and move on to other topics everything's fine <laughs> um, I want to say that uh, six months ago, Josh, a friend of the show, uh, came came on the show, and that was right when ChatGPT came out. Do you remember the days when ChatGPT first came out? I don't want to think about that. Medieval ages, right? Like, six they? months ago, yeah, or like eight I months know. ago, yeah. <laughs> I remember hearing GP about like GPT one. Uh, and my friend was using it and he's like, this is going to be crazy. And I can only imagine how bad ChatGPT1 was because I'm a snob now. If I'm not using <laughs> ChatGPT4, I can't use ChatGPT3 because it's so uh, it's so caveman-like. I can't get any value out of it. I got it. I got it. I need the four. Can you imagine ChatGPT5 or 10 for that matter? Wow. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> the, the brain link. Yeah. And at the time, we recorded an episode which was really just about like all the things that you could do and like kind of connected those dots 
to Amazon PPC. But what I think is really neat now, six months later, you know, the, the dust has settled a bit uh, and we can really get into actual workflows that you can actually do for Amazon marketing using AI using ChatGPT specifically is what we're going to be talking about here. And anytime people talk about AI, it's always nice, like, well, what prompts are you using? Uh, how are you sort of navigate, navigate this? And you've done something real nice out there for the people of Badger Nation, haven't you? Yeah, I compiled a list of prompts that are free to download and you're welcome to use them. Because, you know, in the end of the day, the tool is just as good as the one using it. And in the case of ChatGPT, it's just how good, uh, how well are your prompts? Like, what are you feeling it? Mm -hmm. If, uh, you know, the saying garbage in, garbage out. So yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. And it's such a massive time saver and an efficiency mm -hmm. boost to have those saved prompts. So like every time you're doing activity X for Amazon, you can just paste in that prompt and get exactly what you need every time instead of like, write me a product description. And it's like, well, how do you want to actually write the product description? Uh, which actually brings us to, so let's actually get right into it. We're going to be talking about three main workflows mm -hmm. that still remain for Amazon PPCers. And with that, let's jump into it. Okay. So the first one, uh, the first one's an easy one. That's, that's like the... Where you the clap, yeah, clap. no. So like, just, I don't know if it's going to be in the show, but Mike just blows Mike up just to make a big loud noise. <laughs> and that just went right into my brain. Oh, I'm, uh, I apologize. It's because I have a dog in the room and I, he gets too nervous if I clap. So I try to do other things to signify to our editors to uh, play the transition music. The first workflow that has remained after six months of AI, AI hype is copywriting, copywriting anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were, we were thinking about breaking this workflow out into separate things that you can do mm -hmm. copywriting for, but it's almost like, it's just better to say copywriting anything. Uh, I would say that most Amazon PPCers, including myself are not great copywriters. Like it's hard to do good copywriting. It's a different part of your brain. Uh, and copywriting for me, my part of my brain is not as big as my like PPC skills. So when ChatGPT came out, to me, that was a thing that I think most Amazon marketers, Amazon PPCers definitely gravitated to. Because, you know, if you're an Amazon seller, it's like you have so many things to think about. You have to make a lot of micro decisions throughout the day. You know, you're probably making 100, 200, 500 decisions a day. And then to like sit down and like write good copywriting. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So copywriting anything is this workflow. So let's actually break this out for people. What do we mean when we say copywriting anything? Right. Yeah. So obviously uh, listing, writing a good listing uh, description, listing title, you know, your bullet points. And what's great uh, with ChatGPT is that you can feed Amazon's TOS and make sure that you are compliant. Make sure that you are not using anything that is uh, not, you know, forbidden, anything like that. Uh, you can feed it the main keywords you want to your product to be ranked for, all this kind of good stuff, and get on with the perfect product title, 
put it points and product description. So yeah, that's one thing you need to For sure. And you know, you'll see it in the download, which you can get in the description. Part of that is really just f- taking meticulous time to craft that initial prompt so that every time you want to write the perfect product description, the perfect product title, uh, every time that happens, you've got the prompt and the standards, according to Amazon, the formatting standards, the rules, uh, you have all of that SEO practices, uh, as well as like the keywords that you're going after. You have all of that included in the prompt so that every time you you can write, you want to write a headline, it uses that same structure every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that whether you, you're just creating a brand new chat uh, or you're using an existing chat, you're sort of re-reminding it uh, what a perfect product description and product title all look like. So that's a big thing. Like I've been using a Google doc to do that, like have a Google doc. I'll, I'll go get the Google doc, copy, paste, put it into ChatGPT, uh, And now we're sort of sharing that with everyone here. So would you say like, if you're writing a product description today, what are the chances you are not using ChatGPT, And what are the chances you are using ChatGPT? All right. Zero and 100. Like, why would I yeah, yeah. not use it? Uh, it's like, why would I, you know, I don't know, bicycle for a hundred kilometers when I can just use my car with AC and for enjoy. Your, for your health, Clement, <laughs> for your health. Right, I know. We don't have time for health. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, let me take that back. Health is important. Take care of yourself. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say too, like, uh, you know, as we, we've talked, we talked about a lot of different topics on the show. Uh, we've talked about uh, SEO optimization, SEO keyword selection. Uh, we've talked about A-B testing product titles. We've talked about a lot of different things like that. And like, this is sort of the culmination of it. So previously, one of the roadblocks that people could have had towards testing their product titles, um, you know, A-B testing mm-hmm. could have been, oh, I don't have the time or energy or focus or desire or skills or talent to think of an alternative title to test my click-through rate. And now I think there's no excuse to like double your sort of click-through rate for anything that you have to write. Because the second thing too, aside from product data, is of course like sponsored brand headlines. Um, You know, anywhere you need to write something, I think that you can test and iterate and grow more your click-through rate, which has like huge consequences. Like if you can double your sponsored brand click-through rate for your headline search ads, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And you improve your conversion as well. And that's huge. Uh, if people see uh, what they want to buy in the title in your headline, then they are more likely to convert. So increasing your mm-hmm. conversion will make you more money, make your ads more profitable. Yeah. So no, it's huge. I also want to jump on that. Like if you, we are in a global world, we live in a global world now, uh, you're probably selling in Europe and we have all the, we, there's not just English. Using ChatGPT to translate your listing is just huge as well. It's it's really good at uh, making organic translations. So yeah, go ahead, have the perfect listing. Don't sound like a Chinese seller or something. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. You probably are a very good person to ask about that because I think you speak 
at least 17 languages. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, uh, all the dialects of France. Uh, no, just three. <laughs> but yeah, Spanish and French, French. the other one. Yeah. And yeah, no, it's uh, doing a good job. It's much more efficient than Google Translate that could, you know, sometimes don't really good, don't, don't feel really automated. I didn't catch the, mm -hmm. the the sentence right. Now it's doing a much better job. And, you know, you can iterate, like write me 10 translation of that title and test it out. And you can use a native to bulletproof it, to bulletproof it, uh, to proofread it. Yeah. But yeah, sounding like the customer mm -hmm. language, absolutely, absolutely important. I think there's, there's so many things that it unlocks where previously that would have been way more complicated. Uh, and now it's sort of shortcut that, you know, I, I even to take it back to the sponsored brand headlines, you know, one of the best practices that even anyone would skimp on, I would even skimp on it is sort of customizing the sponsored brand headline to the group of the keyword or group of keywords that, so like you're creating these tight buckets mm -hmm. of keyword headline matchups, and it would just be so time consuming to sort of do that for all of your keyword buckets. So you sort of cut corners, you end up using the same sponsor brand headline, but now you can move so much faster through that um, by just you know getting a, a good headline on demand. Uh, game changer. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, other times that have been helpful uh, for writing, uh, responding to Amazon, client communication, responding to things. Um, how have you seen people use that? Uh, yeah, for the customer service part of Amazon, you know, sometimes it's uh, a bit constraining to just having that done properly. You can get emotional with some clients that are you know, mm -hmm. kind of passive yeah. aggressive and it just flow that uh email into chat gpt have that prompt ready and it's just going to write a very polite email and a very professional one so that's a good one again i'm uh echoing what i said with uh different languages uh you're likely speaking english then a spanish customer is reaching out just put that in there and he will not notice the difference wow yeah i've, I've actually seen there's a headline in the news right now uh of a company that it's kind of t it's it's support staff he laid off 90 percent of his support staff and replaced them with an ai chatbot yeah. uh, and the reason why it's really in the news is because he was like brag he was like kind of a bad look to like brag mm -hmm. about this kind of thing um you know in another reality maybe he found other uh opportunities for those people at the company. But I think that, yeah, customer support for all those reasons that you mentioned, it's, it's going to remain calm when it needs to be. It's going to like look at things in a really sober fashion. Mm -hmm. It's going to like respond really well and empathetic to the customer where maybe sometimes when we are, are humans can get a little too triggered. So yeah. yeah, client communication and responding to customers, I think is really fascinating. Yeah, it is. I know. I see AI as a tool to improve the quality of our work, not really, you know, lay off some people and everything. So hopefully that's 
what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. So like really level, level it up. Um, you know, I've heard people also talk about using it to write an appeal letter if you get in some sort of hot water oh, yeah. uh, as an Amazon seller. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, defect rates and maybe a policy violation, things like that. Um, what have you heard? Yeah, no, the same thing as you. Like uh, if you have Amazon writing you uh, uh, an email saying that you've done something wrong or you need to improve something, then you can really use that tool to draft the perfect email. I don't copy and paste, reread it, uh, adapt it to your style and business, but you have strong foundations to really, uh, yeah, get you out of a tight situation. Yeah. So like, again, same thing, have a, you know, hopefully you're not constantly sending appeal letters to (laughs) Amazon, but yeah, feeding it the parts of the letter that you want. So, you know, come up with a good introduction, uh, describe the situation, like what actually caused, you know, the suspension or getting in hot water, describe sort of how you got there and describe how you're remedying the situation and how you're going to prevent it from happening in the future. And, you know, be professional and then include words like be friendly, be easy to read, be straightforward. The tone. Right. Um, so copywriting anything we, we, and some pro tips too. Um, the more you feed it, the, the better it generally gets. Uh, so we found some good usages of like, you know, searching a, a keyword on Amazon using a tool to grab those product headlines put those product headlines into ChatGPT and then say, hey, here are some of my competitors uh, that are outranking me. Do you see any commonalities in there? Like, do mm-hmm. you see any common words that I'm not seeing? Do you see any particular formatting or, or what keywords do you think they're using? You can do the same with their bullet points. You, so you can upload these listings. Uh, you can paste it in. You can now use a spreadsheet to upload it to. Um, I personally have found that copy and pasting to be like easy enough. And I really like that. So like analyzing competitors who are maybe doing a little bit better than you, what are, what are they doing that I'm not? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that to be pretty interesting. Yeah. Finding the common thread in the successful people and trying to replicate that to your own business is definitely something that AI can help you with. And yeah, for m- me, myself, I'm uh, using the uh, code interpreter to upload that, uh, really speed things, speed the process. I'll uh, definitely include that in the uh, downloadable content. Yeah. So I would say no reason not to improve your click-through rates, get people clicking on your product more, uh, boost your SEO Mm -hmm. by best incorporating important keywords into your listing, Um, improve your click-through rate and conversions on sponsored brands, have better customer support. Like it's an incredibly powerful tool. And with that, let's jump into the second use case that we're still using ChatGPT for. Okay, so this interesting one, I really like. So take take it away for the second one because it's really interesting. Cool, yeah. Uh, the next part is just uh, the bread and butter of our company, uh, using um, ChatGPT to really organize neatly our keyword research, um, to have a perfect structure on the campaigns that we want to run ads on. And what I really like to do is start as I did before in uh, any your your favorite you know, keyword analyzer tool, whatever you're using, uh, most of us are probably using kind of Helium Tail, but you know whatever you 
uh, like, and then just filling that to uh, the tool and asking it to organize your keyword list into different groups. Uh, you can focus on a certain semantic, you can focus on uh, search volumes, like comparable search volume, don't put your low search volume with your big ones to make sure that you know they still get some eyeballs, uh, all this kind of stuff. And uh, you can also have it craft your perfect campaign names using the nomenclature you like, and then you just have to upload that to your campaigns. You saved hours of your time and quality as well. Quality is up. Yeah, this is a really cool advanced tactic because it incorporates good campaign structure. So when you prompt it, you tell it the campaign structure that you want. Um, so whether you're grouping things by topic, search volume, how many keywords you want per group, whatever it might be, it's just allowing, it's just giving that back to you in a really simple way mm -hmm. that you can then, you know, just plug into your campaigns. Yeah, keyword organization and grouping for campaign structure. You know, I can't tell you, you know, it still happens. Not everyone is a PBC Den listener. Cause I mean, years ago, we talked about keyword dumping. That still happens where people just put in <laughs> yeah. hundreds of keywords in a single ad group. Um, this sort of prevents that by sort of prompting it and telling it like group my keywords according to X specifications. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, using best practices. Anything else to say about keyword organization and, and just sort of grouping? Yeah, so there is, you know, the uh, in, in the US, uh, the Spanish speakers are just uh, growing more and more uh, using ChatGPT to just uh, translate you know, the, your top volumes or top keywords that you want to advertise on can really help uh, you know, get the low hanging fruits. Usually there is not a lot of competitors advertising on those. And what I suggest doing is also grab those, put them into your backend, you know, search terms and the backend of your listings and start getting some indexations and ranking on those. So that's uh, really working well. Don't forget what we said in the previous section, create some sponsored brand on Spanish. You, you can do that. Like, you know, it's, uh, show some love to the Spanish speakers. Yeah, we've talked about that before on the show. Uh, easy way to get more sales volume. Um, a, another pro tip here when we're talking about keyword organization and grouping for campaign structure, you know, proactive negative keyword research uh, is still so incredibly important. Uh, and most people only do reactive negative keyword research, sure. reactive being looking at your search and report, adding what is irrelevant and not converting. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the reactive way, but the true pros like to do proactive negative keyword research uh, where you are doing keyword research for negatives before they ever get a chance to show up in your search and report. So when you upload those terms and say, these are terms that I want to target, you can also ask it, can you also give me a list of negative words, negative keywords that I don't want my products to appear for um, so that you can sort of do some of this preliminary setup right away, which is also helpful because you know, normally I would do keyword research using a keyword research tool to try to look and find negatives, but like asking it uh, can be helpful. Yeah, definitely. Don't forget your never keyword list. That's how we do things at AdBadger to really prevent some uh, ad spend building up and uh, yeah, focus on the winners. Awesome. And with that, let's jump into the third and newest way that Amazon PPCers can still 
use AI. Alrighty, come on. Now the third way is actually quite new. Uh, it's hot off the presses. Yeah. Code interpreter. I spoiled it, right? Spoiled it. Mentioned it in part one. Uh, we have a very rigid beginning, middle, and an end to the show. Um, uh, but yeah, this code interpreter, you know, it's called code interpreter, but it can interpret spreadsheets. Um, so you've been playing around with this for a little bit. And my first reaction at it was, you know, if you upload a search term report, I can just analyze that a lot easier and faster than like going through the trouble of putting it in there. Uh, like I can say, you know, show me my terms without any orders or show me my terms with, uh, a great deal of orders. You know, I can do that analysis just using simple filters. Mm -hmm. um, but you thought of some really unique ways to use Code Interpreter over the last few, just really weeks since this thing's been out. Mm -hmm. Days I, even. Uh, yeah, days. I think that's last week. Oh, no. Yeah, early this week. Yeah, it's really new. So I, I'm sure I've come up with new ideas uh, when the episode comes out and I'll update the... Uh, they don't know about content, but yeah, uh, what I, I try to do because, you know, I try to make it speed out or analyze complex spreadsheets and it was not great. Like keep asking me questions about content for some context. And at the end, I end up, you know, losing more time and getting confused results. So I, uh, go back to the drawing board and I start with something simple and I thought, you know, review analysis is pretty straightforward. So I downloaded the reviews from my own keyword, my own products and some competitors. And I asked it to, you know, give me the 10 best selling point, give me the 10 worst uh, complaints or you know, the most common, uh, anything that, you know, I, I could extract from those reviews. Sometimes I can get keywords out of reviews as well that I didn't think about that never came out on my uh, keyword analysis. And yeah, you can tap on some interesting uh, opportunities there. Um, it's also helpful when you want to launch a product and you're doing product research, like really early stages, you want to you know, um, improve on a design or a product. You just see what the people are complaining about and you fix that and you see what they like and you are sure to keep in those. It's nothing new, right? But it's, getting easier with AI. So yeah, I love that category of sort of using AI for review analysis. And you know, when I, when you first mentioned you were using it, I was like, oh, doesn't the product opportunity explorer take care of that a little bit because it sort of summarizes the overall reviews for the space. But you brought up an interesting point that doing it this way with specific products, with specific reviews is actually similar, but it just re better refines it because you could be a little bit more selective about the input. You could say, well, only show me the reviews of like the very, very best products uh, and analyze those, which I thought was something that you can't really do in Product Opportunity Explorer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can use that first step uh, to identify some good competitors and then you can go into that uh, chat GPT uh, uh, technique to really uh, find out cool stuff. And lastly, seasonal analysis. Uh, I did not expect you to throw this one out here, but I thought if we looked at your prompt and what you sort of got from the seasonality analysis, which was really fascinating. So why don't you break down how you used ChatGPT's code interpreter for Amazon PPC seasonality analysis? 
Yeah, that was an interesting one. And that's a real life example. So I had a client that had a product that they, you know, it's not easy to produce. They really need to um, order a large quantity of raw materials and it's pretty expensive. So they were running out of stock and they asked me to forecast that uh, potential uh, sales, yearly sales of that product. And it's a really seasonal product. Like sometimes you're going to sell half of what you can sell during a specific period of the year. So I uploaded some of our sales, like it was incomplete sales data. And I make sure that I mentioned that to ChatGPT. And I asked it to just extrapolate from what I had and gave me a comprehensive forecast and it was pretty accurate. Like I, the client did that on its own and we came up with a similar, um, similar results. So it was good, good experience. So Code Interpreter, you know, when you first started talking about it, <laughs> when you first started talking about it, it was sort of, this is where the prompts I think will really evolve. And I'd love to see where the prompts go in the next six months. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I think that's a really neat way to approach using this for seasonality analysis. It's something that I really didn't expect. So in conclusion here, these three workflows for Amazon PPCers, I think every Amazon PPCer is now a good copywriter and can produce copywriting at higher levels than they ever have before. So using that to instill best practices into all of your listings is huge. Every Amazon seller is now a good copywriter, uh, thanks to ChatGPT. On top of that, if you know the basics of good SEO, or even if you just use good prompts, you can incorporate that at those SEO best practices into your copywriting. So not only are you a pretty good copywriter now, but you're also pretty good at SEO on page uh, optimization of your product title and your bullet points and so on. Um, so I love that. Uh, the, key, the keyword grouping campaign structure, mm -hmm. I think is very, very useful and very helpful. The review analysis, seasonality analysis, those are going to be things that are more as needed. But um, I'm really excited to see where these tools go in the next few months. Uh, and maybe we'll do another update uh, like six six months from now about like three new ways that we're using it. But yeah, this copywriting and keyword organization, I don't really see going anywhere. No, I think uh, that's, uh, those are going to be really the same in the next six months, you know, and with that sky's the limit, like we can think about new ways we can, we're going to uh, discover new things. Uh, and the community is pretty generous. So I'm sure that, you know, everyone's going to share uh, their, how they leverage the AI. And yeah, we're all going to learn from each other. So that's great. Yeah. And speaking of generous, uh, definitely go into the description uh, and get some of these prompts that you put together. Uh, the link is in the description. Thanks so much, Clement, for coming back on the show. Thanks for always being uh, so generous and sharing, you know, your real boots on the ground, how we're actually optimizing campaigns. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. Everyone else, I'll see you next week here on the PBC Den Podcast. Yeah, see you next time.